Hello, I'm Kat He, the Policy Manager at FDF Scotland. For those of you who don't know, FDF or the Food and Drink Federation Scotland is an industry funded trade association. We represent food and drink businesses of all sizes, from small businesses and family businesses in Scotland through to global brands. We're a division of the UK Trade Association, the Food and Drink Federation. So hi everyone. Welcome back to the FDF Scotland podcast and this week I'm delighted to be joined by Ashley McCulloch who is the programme manager for the Productivity Club in Scotland. Ashley and I met pre-Covid at one of these round tables that we all go to or used to go to which seems like a lifetime ago and to be honest with you, you and I were hoping to touch base a few months back and thanks to Covid we didn't really manage that Despite that, I just keep hearing about successes of the Productivity Club and I thought it'd be great for us to have a little chat about what's going on um, and put the message out there and tell us about some of the successes. I guess the first thing probably is for you to give us a bit of background about the Productivity Club. I know you and I chatted about it previously, but I think it'd be really useful for those who maybe haven't heard about it before to tell us a bit about it. Thanks, Kat. Um, Yes, so we launched the club one year ago. It's a business-led initiative which has been developed by the Scottish Council for Development and Industry. It is a project that has been developed in response to low productivity growth in Scotland for the past decade. It's a network of businesses who come together regularly to hear about the operations of their peers in different sectors and discuss these with a range of other business leaders looking at how these approaches could be transferable to their own environment. That's brilliant. I think that's really useful for people who maybe haven't heard of it before. I suppose the thing is, if my food and drink companies are thinking about signing up, I mean, who's a typical club member? Is there such a thing? No, there's no typical um, club member. Members come from a range of sectors, industries, backgrounds and geographies. And that's the, the beauty of it. The mix of experience is key to the success of the club. What the members do have in common, though, is their openness to new approaches and new ideas and their willingness to share their experience and to help others. That's really, really interesting. What do you think the challenges around productivity in Scotland are? Are you seeing some common themes coming out from club members? We see that businesses all have different challenges and the challenges differ um, based on sector, but also based on the, the stage that the organisation or the company is in. Where we have seen some commonalities, and we do know from from research in other um, countries and from um, productive firms, that the issues focus around diffusion of technology, capital investments, employee engagements, um, and leadership and management practices. And these are the areas that we focus on um, specifically within the club. Yeah, and I think that probably rings true for the food and drink manufacturers that the Food and Drink Federation represent as well. These these seem to be common challenges across um, sectors. I wonder as well, I was going to ask you in terms of um, SMEs, do you tend to find that larger companies have got productivity down pat or do the SMEs tend to be more effective and efficient and fleet of foot, if you like? Or does it just depend on the business? Again, it just depends on the business and you might find that SMEs and larger companies have different productivity challenges. Um, SMEs can be very flexible and very dynamic. However, 
as a, an owner or a leader in an SME, you've got a number of challenges and you can't focus on them all at once. Whereas larger companies may, unfortunately, with their size, there may be some areas where um, their operations or their processes may not be as productive as they could be if they were smaller and more flexible. So it's really um, different challenges for different organisations. Yeah. Um, what's the Scottish Government doing to support this? And I suppose the enterprise agencies as well, because we hear a lot sometimes about innovation, but maybe not necessarily so much about productivity. It seems to me that productivity is absolutely fundamental to making sure that innovation happens as well. Absolutely. And the way we look at it is that um, productivity is the result of you doing something that's innovative for you. So it may not be um, that you're doing something in robotics or AI, but you're changing a process that's different for you that results in productivity. And that's how we try and get the message across that it's about doing good things within your business that make a positive change. There's a huge amount of assistance out there from Scottish Government, from public sector and from other associations and, and trade bodies as well. And that's where we see that the club can help because we operate a case study approach and we have a number of businesses talking about the support that they've had and how they've engaged with these services and actually how it's made an impact. And it can be really powerful um, to hear from your peers how they're recommending a service because there is um, such a, a huge landscape of different opportunities that businesses can take up. So it's helpful um, to have businesses talk about their experiences and demonstrate um, the ones that have been useful for them. Brilliant. I think I'm going to ask you in a wee second about maybe some, can you give me some examples of, of some of the companies you've maybe worked with? I just wanted to throw in a little anecdote about productivity. I heard this years ago and I don't know if it's an urban legend, um, maybe you've heard this too, was about somebody going out to visit a toothpaste factory and they were looking at a piece of kit because they've been having feedback that a lot of the toothpaste cardboard outers were going out without the toothpaste inside them and they've been having complaints from the retailers and they were looking at a piece of kit that had some sort of x-ray or laser that could pick out if there was a toothpaste inside the, the cardboard outer or not. And they came along and they found that there was a guy, Bill, who'd worked on the line for 25 years and he'd simply brought in a desk fan and the desk fan blew the empty cardboard inners off the line into a recycling board. Now, that's productivity if ever I've heard it. I don't know if that's true or not, but I have heard that before. <laughs> that's ingenious. And that's the thing is productivity doesn't have to be complex. You know, you made reference to... AI and robotics and I think when people think about increasing productivity sometimes they do think about automation, internet of things, data centres, that kind of thing but it really doesn't have to be. Anyway that's a bit of an aside. Please do tell me about some of the successes of the club so far because I think that's what we really wanted to catch up about today. So we've had lots of, of case studies um, around individual companies but what I wanted to, to do is give you some headline figures because we held a, a six-month survey after um, companies had had the chance to experience the club and get to know some of the members. Top-line statistics are that 80% of the people that responded had made useful business connections. Mm -hmm. Over 90% had shared the information that they had discussed at the club with other people be it colleagues, friends, family, or just people within their, their network. 
Yeah, over six five have identified opportunities to implement changes within their business to increase productivity. And over 80% have said that it had fulfilled their expectations to date. And now um, we've, we're about a year in, as I said, and we've had just under 500 people come along to one of our meetings. Some of those have just come along to one, um, but we've got many people who come along regularly and we're starting to, to really see um, a group of engaged people working together. So hugely proud of those successes and we hope we can continue those positive results. That's just an absolutely fantastic testament. I guess the hard work you've put in and also to the, the buy-in from the club members as well, that's absolutely superb. It's really interesting as well that peer-to-peer that sometimes what happens within the club that you would capture, there's a much wider sphere of influence that then people are going, as you say, and just having these ad hoc conversations, it's so hard to capture the full reach of the programme. But that's just incredible. So has anything or anyone that you've met along the Productivity Club journey really surprised you for, for any particular reason? I think what surprised me most is the honesty of members particularly when presenting the case studies or, or having the roundtable discussions, they're really open to telling people what's what's good about their business, but also the areas where they could improve or think where things have went wrong and they've actually had that really valuable experience. Yeah. And complementing the other members, their willingness to, to share and support and, and offer ideas as well. There's certainly no competing within the club. People are there to share experiences, um, talk about businesses, and there's a collective willingness um, to improve. And that's really been a delight and a surprise, but hopefully that's that's one of the, the good things um, about coming along to the club. That's fantastic. And I suppose that trust is absolutely fundamental to people coming along and being able to open, you know, share that information in an open forum. Definitely, that's brilliant. And I mean, what does the future hold for the Productivity Club? Because, again, when we first met and discussed this, you were setting up this. It was a new programme. I think from memory, you said there was one in Glasgow and one in Edinburgh. A physical meeting, people got together. It was a very informal space. People come together and chat. I suppose, well, two points to my question. One, how has that worked for you online? Because I know a lot of people will be listening to this who have been having networking meetings or face-to-face and I guess everyone's always keen to hear from other people about how they made things that are quite ad hoc and quite open and informal. How have they worked as online meetings? And then what does the future hold for the Productivity Club? Because I did hear some government announcements that would be great to hear more about. So the online clubs have been a, a developing project. I think it's fair to say when we went into lockdown, productivity wasn't at the forefront of businesses minds so we use the the network to really look at how you get things done and that area of productivity when you couldn't meet you couldn't be in in the office but now we're we've reintroduced the case study approach and people are talking about what they're doing with a focus on growth but also a focus on some excellent case studies as a result of what's happened yeah uh, with the the healthcare crisis and how they're changing their business some pivoting but some actually changing their strategies or streamlining processes so there's lots of really great examples out there that, that people can learn from you don't get those great coffee conversations 
unfortunately online but we do try and set up an environment where people feel that they can engage and talk in the same way we break into groups and we still have some really good um, content and saying that we are hoping to get back to at least some face-to-face -face meetings when it will be safe to do so <laughs> The, the, in terms of the future, so we've concluded one year as a pilot, and you're, you're right, um, we're about to add three new clubs into the programme, so one in Highlands, one in the south of Scotland, and one in the northeast. We plan to increase the membership to 5,000 people. But lots more opportunities to exchange those, those great ideas. But fundamentally, uh, the future will be driven by the members and the direction that they set and how we can support them best um, to deliver productivity in their business. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ashley, we've heard a lot about um, the green recovery in Scotland. What does that mean for your members? Well, I know there's some excellent examples out there, but we're always looking for new examples on what people have been doing and what they're looking to do in the future. So I would encourage anybody who's doing something that's that's helped their business recover to get in touch. We focus very much on case studies. So we're looking to see what businesses are doing that, that make an impact. Um, there's been lots of case studies through COVID about how people are changing their businesses and if we can really harness some of the, the great work that people are doing to build back better in a green way then that's something that we would really um, encourage. Brilliant well there you are folks that's a clear call to action from Ashley there to visit the website productivity.scot and get in touch with her if you have examples out there of your own business or businesses that you're aware of and good case studies and examples that we can share with the wider business network that would be great and I think it's always worthwhile having a look back um, I think certainly from a policy perspective a lot of what I'm seeing coming out of government well there's some really good ideas there some of it's quite far in the future it's future reaching and very high level and strategic and I think from talking to the food and drink companies that we represent they're looking for support and ideas that they can implement now, steps they can take to kind of mitigate against the worst impacts of COVID within their businesses. So I guess anything like that that's coming out in case studies is very valuable to them as well. Is there a website you can point people to or case studies for club members only? No, no, it's open to all. Um, you can sign up, it's free. You can visit productivity.scot and register there. Fantastic. And just one final question, I guess, in terms of time commitment, because the one thing we always hear from, from companies is that time's a challenge. How much time do people need to commit to the Productivity Club? There's no standard commitment. You can come along when you have time and when you think it would be valuable to do so. Our live meetings tend to be around half a day and our online meetings are just one hour. We run them once a month and we have the dates set a few months in advance so you can pop them into your diary um, and pop along when you're available. That's fantastic. And actually, people are wanting to get in touch. Are they best going through that productivity.scot website and they can get in touch with yourself if they have questions? Absolutely. Um, just contact me and I'll be able to answer any questions um, around, hopefully, productivity and how to get involved. Brilliant. 
I think that's been really useful. I hope that um, those who are listening out there do visit that website and get involved. It's certainly something that I'll be pointing our own members, the FDF Scotland members, towards um, and encouraging them to get involved. Um, I think the informalness and the peer-to-peer is absolutely invaluable, especially at a time like this. I think sometimes you can feel like you're working in a silo with what's going on, whether you're homeworking or working within the four walls of a business. And that peer-to-peer networking time to discuss common challenges, which, as we discussed earlier, it seems to be there's a number of common challenges, no matter what sector you're in. And the opportunity to learn across sector as well is absolutely fantastic. Um, Ashley, can I thank you so much for your time today? And we will catch up soon, no doubt. And good luck with the um, launching of your next three clubs. When are they coming online? And um, hopefully by the end of the year. Gosh, <laughs> you've got quite a job to do. 5,000 members. I'm sure you'll get it done. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. To our listeners today, thanks for listening to this podcast from FDF Scotland. You can find out more about our work. And if you are a food and drink business or an affiliated company, you can find out how to join us at fdfscotland.org.uk.